The path to self-acceptance can be a long and winding road, especially if you're consistently facing setbacks because of a chronic illness. But guess what? Wherever you are in your journey right now is okay. Give yourself permission to embrace life on your own timeline and to love yourself every step of the way. Our next guest makes living authentically look easy with her positive outlook and tenacious attitude. I really wanted to be a nurse, but that was a setback that I had to really come to this realization that I couldn't. It, being a nurse may have not have been the best outcome for me. That was one time where I, I felt kind of down and why this is really what I wanted to do. But then I was able to pick my joy back up with something else that I found that I can do and I can still provide like I've always wanted to. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Uncommon Lungs podcast, where we share different perspectives from the cystic fibrosis community. I'm your host, Julia Ray, and this podcast is brought to you by Everyday CF and sponsored by Vertex Pharmaceuticals Incorporated. You can find more resources related to this podcast at uncommonlungs.com. Before we dive into the episode, please note that while all participants have been compensated by Vertex, views expressed are those of the host or guests and are not necessarily shared by Vertex. Nothing discussed on the podcast should be considered medical advice. Such advice should only be provided by a medical professional. Remember, everyone's experience with cystic fibrosis, or CF, is different. So it's important to talk to a doctor before making any changes to your routine or engaging in physical activity. As you may know, I have CF, and while it impacts me every day, it has not stopped me from pursuing my dreams as an actress, singer, writer, and CF advocate. The same is true for so many in this community, and I hope hearing their stories will give you insight into our everyday lives and inspiration for the future. Today, I'm joined by Maria, who is a total ray of light in the CF community. I love her optimism and realness, and I am so excited to have this conversation with her today. Maria, how are you doing, and would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Well, first of all, thank you for having me on here. Um, I'm doing well. I'm super excited that we're able to do this. Uh, but a little bit about me, I was um, originally born in Guatemala, um, but moved here to the United States at 18 months old. A little more about me, I recently graduated with my master's in speech-language pathology, uh, but that journey was not that easy to get to. <laughs> wow, well, we'll come back to your master's in speech pathology because that is so impressive, but... Can you tell me more about why you moved to the U.S. at such a young age? Uh, yes, of course. Um, we moved to the U.S. because of my CF. Um, back home, I was having difficulties gaining weight, and I was having difficulties really meeting all the milestones at a young age. So my parents took me to a few doctors, tried to figure out what was wrong, and one particular doctor they came across was pretty sure I have cystic fibrosis, but the journey for that was quite lengthy. We did see multiple doctors throughout this time in Guatemala, 
And what ended up happening one day, they they weren't sure what it was. So really, I guess what really brought the red flag was one day my father, um, we were outside playing in the playground in the hot summer day. And as soon as we were done, he did take me inside and he gave me a kiss on the forehead. And after he he kissed my forehead, he ended up licking his lips. And at that moment, he realized uh, it was very unusual. It was very salty. Uh, my sweat was extremely salty. So he was, you know, he knew that wasn't quite normal. It was just abnormally salty. So we ended up going back to this doctor and he's like, no, I really do think she has cystic fibrosis now, but there's really no way of testing and making sure that that's what she has. So my father contacted his brother who lived here in the U.S. And um, luckily he went to a nearby hospital and um, he kind of explained to them all my symptoms and what was going on. And luckily at that particular hospital, they had a clinic for people with CF. So they recommended for me to come here, at least get looked at and get a formal diagnosis and then kind of just see what happens from there. So shortly after, my parents, my sister and myself, we moved to the U.S. I was admitted into the hospital. I was formally diagnosed with cystic fibrosis. And then my treatment just started from there. And I've been living here ever since. Wow. I, that is such a, a unique story. And I, I do think there is this mis misconception that cystic fibrosis doesn't impact people from a variety of different races and backgrounds. What was it like for you and your family to not only pick up and move to the States, but also communicate with your CF care team and learn all about what life with this chronic illness would be like? Right. Um, it was difficult. I mean, we're coming from a different country with different culture, different language. So that was a big barrier that we had to overcome eventually where my parents came with limited English, really just spoke Spanish, and then we're coming to this country where the primary language is English. So we had to communicate via my uncle, who did speak some English, so he was able to really communicate with them uh, and address all my parents' concerns to all the specialists. And then eventually, as time went on, luckily that CF clinic started hiring people with different backgrounds who spoke different languages, and we were able to get assistance from them at that point um, so they can translate everything that my parents needed to translate or whatever the physicians had to tell us as well. So wow. that was our biggest barrier that we had to overcome. I'm so glad you were able to lean on your uncle at that time and also really glad that eventually they were able to accommodate you and have those inclusive accommodations at CF centers. It's just so vital for this care. Right. And, um, you know, it's, it's funny because after a few years of going through this, it got to the point where my mother actually understood more the medical terminology than she actually understood English language. But it was just because we were in and out of clinics, in and out of hospitals. It was terminology that she felt she had to learn and she had to understand. Um, and so that's what she was able to really communicate at first and really understand until eventually, you know, she did end up learning English and being able to communicate with everyone. And 
I am so grateful for these now bilingual um, nurses and physicians and really everybody in the CF team that's been able to help my family, but also help others from a variety of different backgrounds. Yeah, I mean, for me, hearing your story and and knowing that you just got your master's in speech pathology, there's just this beautiful parallel of of the role that language has played in your journey. Uh, Was this always your dream and goal, or was there anything else that you dreamt of becoming when you were younger? Well, when I was younger, I did want to become a nurse, but that was for the same reason, just being surrounded by the medical professionals and being able to, I saw how they were able to help my family. I wanted to be a part of that. But realizing that with CF, it was going to be hard to be around people who are sick or if they're not sick uh, with other CF, I couldn't be around them just because I can't jeopardize my health as well. So that, that was a bit hard for me to really understand. But I knew deep down inside, I wanted to be able to help others, even if it was in other places, because I am bilingual and I am able to fluently speak in two different languages and get the communication across, which is vital for any for any parent or anyone to try to get any concerns across. So that's where I decided that speech and language was definitely something I could really enjoy. But the best part was that I was bilingual and I was able to help out and able to help out all these families as well. Yes, you have such a unique set of gifts and tools to be able to give back. So I'm just so inspired that that's the journey you chose and the path you chose to take. Uh, I know, you know, for me, there have been limitations on what I can choose or how I can choose to pursue my goals because of CF. But I'm wondering how you feel CF has influenced how you show up in the world and whether you consider cystic fibrosis to be a big part of your identity. It is. Cystic fibrosis is very much a big part of who I am because that's where I feel I have my positive outlook on life. Um, And I try to be the best I can every day and just do the best that I can. However, even though it's a big part of me, it's not all that I am. And that's another way I try to present myself to everyone that Yes, I do have this condition, but at the same time, I'm also a woman. I'm also a daughter. There's so many other things. I'm a speech-language pathologist that I can really try and help others out regardless, regardless of what I go through on a daily basis. I feel like I'm speaking to a mirror. You're, you're taking the words right out of my mouth. I, you know, Of course, CF is a big part of, of who we are because how could it not be? given how integrated it is in our lives, but it's also a part, just a part of who we are, you know, like you listed all of the things that you are and CF is one of them. And all these other amazing things about you are make up, you know, the fabric of who Maria is. I too come from a really close knit family and my older brother also has CF. And I feel like because of how my family raised me um, to never look at CF as a limitation that I took on that positive outlook. Did you have that experience with your support system? Like, was that a big part of why you're so positive and why you're such a go-getter? Yes, I, I definitely relate with you. Um, I do have an older sister. 
she does not have CF, but um, I think that helped my parents a lot to kind of just push me towards my goals. Yes, I have a condition. However, my parents were always so supportive of everything that I, I've ever done, and they always pushed me to the best version of myself. Honestly, just going back to, I was a ballerina for 10 years, so I did ballet for a very long time, and the discipline also in, in that helped a lot to play a role in how I am now. But my parents have always, always been a huge part of, of me, of my life, of everything. I mean, they were strong enough to move to a different country not knowing anything to help me, so... How can I not, you know, like have a little piece of them within me? You know, the support yeah. that I have from them, them, my sister, my entire family. It's a, it's a lot of us. So they're all behind me and cheering me on and telling me you can do it. Nothing's ever stopped you before. So why now? So they've always been such a positive role model on me and just always always been such a good support system that I feel like they've been a huge reason as to why I have such a positive outlook on life. I mean, so cool that you have like that strong of a cheerleading section. Uh, <laughs> and I think, you know, I grew up dancing, so I totally hear you on the discipline, but it sounds like your family, very similar to mine, you know, said you have CF and that's the cards you've been dealt. Um, and you're not going to let it stop you. And so it's of no surprise to me that you're carrying on their attitude and spirit and vivacious love of life. So, uh, and I'm not surprised that they were like that. So that's really cool to hear. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I definitely take after both of them. Do you feel like, because oftentimes when I look at my life and the twists and turns and everything that's happened, I think about the timeline that I had you know, envisioned for myself when we're all little, we look at our lives and hope that it looks a certain way. Um, do you feel like your journey looks different than that of your peers? Um, yes, it does. It does. I, younger, I honestly thought that by the age of 25, I was going to have my life together and I was going to be ready to just conquer the world, but it didn't play out that way. You know, I'm, you know, 30. Three, I still live with my parents um, and peers are married with children and something that I would love to do one day, but it just, it hasn't happened to me yet. And I'm still hopeful and I, there's someone out there for me. I know there is, but it's just, you take it a day at a time with CF. That's how I just see everything, my entire life. It's just, I try to take it a day at a time. I got to do what's best for me. And then we'll just go from there. But if you worry about the future and it's to me, it's it's hard. It's hard. I think it could also put you in this mental place where you may not want to be. And so to avoid any of that, I really try my best to just take a day at a time. And when things are meant to happen, things will happen. Amen. I so admire your optimism and that positive outlook. I, I really identify with it. Um, but, you know, not every day can be that positive. At least I find that there are some days where I just, you know, have a really tough time. Uh, do you feel like your positive outlook has ever been really challenged? 
Oh, it has. Oh, absolutely. It's it's not that easy all the time. I really do my best to feel that way. But there's days where it's okay to just sit and not do anything. It's okay to just sit and try to reflect on what you want to do, but understand as well that it, it, there's days that are, they're hard. There, there are days that you really try your best to be the best you can be, but it is exhausting sometimes. Yeah. And I also feel that like going back to me trying to be a nurse, I really wanted to be a nurse, but that was a setback that I had to really come to this realization that I couldn't being a nurse may have not have been the best outcome for me, Mm -hmm. you know? So that was one time where I, I felt kind of down and why this is really what I wanted to do. But then I was able to pick my joy back up with something else that I found that I can do and I can still provide like I've always wanted to. Yeah, I mean, I think managing expectations, but I've also fallen into calling it editing your view of success. Um, and by that, I mean, you know, I am a singer and an actress, and those are careers that are very unstable. <laughs> um, and I find myself having to choose to look at my journey as mine, my own. And it's not necessarily going to look like anyone else's. And to compare is just going to lead me down a negative path and accepting my version of success. And mm-hmm. that's going to look like my version. And it's not going to look like my friends or my cousins or a girl I don't know, you know? Um, so I think you're right. You you do have to manage ex- expectations on some level, but you also have to know that around the next corner is your next dream and your next goal that you can tackle, which you've so beautifully done um, with speech pathology. Could you tell us a little bit more about getting your master's and how that felt when you graduated? I mean, what an accomplishment. It, it really was. I feel um, just in undergrad, just receiving my bachelor's in communication disorders, even that to me was a big deal. Like I, I was able to go through school. It wasn't easy because you have to balance. You have to balance, you know, your treatment regimen to your schooling and all the homework and projects and exams that you have to uh, study for. And then on top of that, you still have life. Life still is happening. So you have to make sure you're or you try your best to manage everything, really. And it was difficult. But once I graduated with my with uh, my bachelor's degree, I was super proud of myself, but I knew I wanted more. And I knew that the, I wanted to go for my master's. And so I made that choice. It took me a while in between. I needed a break. I needed a break from everything. But once I felt ready, I went ahead and I was just like, okay, it's time for me to pursue my next dream. And so I went for my master's. And it was also just as long as the first time around, you know, I kind of already knew it was going to be difficult, but I knew I was able to manage it as well. So I was able to go forward. And the day I walked across that stage was such a proud moment for myself. That's one time that I felt like I could actually brag. I actually did this. I put myself through it. I couldn't believe I did, but I did. And with the support 
the support system. Without my support system, I think it would have been extra hard for me to get through. Well, congratulations. You did do it and it's incredible. Uh, so you. you should be so proud of yourself. Can you talk a little bit about maybe how you've leaned into the CF community? Uh, if you found solace at all in the CF community? Well, with the CF community, um, a lot of the relationships I have are virtual, are people I've met online, um, through some type of social plat- social media platform. Um, and to me, it's been such a great experience because you're able to speak to others who go through what you go through. It's very hard to encounter other people to really understand what you go through on a daily basis. So the fact that I was, I've been able to build relationships with others across the world, um, really, it's, it's been amazing to me. I know if I feel a certain way, I'll reach out to a particular someone and, Maybe they'll make me feel better, like, no, it's okay, don't worry. Or maybe you should, you know, think about it a little bit more and just kind of help me guide, guide me in a sense of, am I doing this right or am I doing this wrong? You know, and somebody who really understands what you're going through can, what they say means a lot because you know they can definitely relate to you. Yeah, and I think it's so important to feel that on such a deep level. You know, I know my friends that I have and that are so dear to me don't really ever understand or and will never understand cystic fibrosis mm-hmm. and, and what that has looked like for me in my life. And so the online connections, uh, it's such a gift to be able to connect online with CF uh, and so important to lean on that community. And I know that that's how I found you. Uh, so, right. <laughs> and that's how we're talking today. So I'm just so glad to hear your story. You're so incredible and inspiring. I'm, I'm so uplifted by this conversation and motivated to keep going after my own dreams and goals because of you. I mean, a bilingual speech pathologist, like you're just getting started. So thank you so much for being open about your experience and for setting such a wonderful example of self-acceptance. No, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I'm glad we started speaking through social media, we were able to get to this point. And I'm just glad with the community that we have just tying it back to what we were just talking about. And I'm so excited that I'm able to share my story. Likewise. Thank you so much, Maria. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Uncommon Lungs. If you like this podcast and want us to keep making more, please consider subscribing. And for more CF resources, daily tips, and recipes, visit everyday-cf.com.